Welcome to Inside the Director's Circle and this episode on Start With What, AQ, or as we know, Answer Intelligence. I'm Jason Langford-Brown, your host, founder of the Director's Circle, practicing business advisor and coaching psychologist. In this episode, we're going to share with you a recent interview where Dr. Brian Klebowski, professor at Chicago University and founder of AQ, interviewed me about our use of AQ as a practitioner and its application to various elements of business, including high-performing sales. I hope you find this episode useful. And just very quickly before we do that, remember this is just a snapshot of what happens within our business leader community. So if you want to get more involved or access further insights, visit directors-circle.com. In terms of the agenda today, what I wanted to cover, I think consistent with my notes here, is um, when I talk about PDSI, uh, sort of what worked. I think you made a note you want to talk about accreditation. And then the third thing was the start with what, you know, into why. So with the number one and number three, uh, maybe we, we cover those first. But let's let's start with PDSI. I guess maybe you could start by just talking about the engagement a little bit. Talk about, you know, how they use the app. Just give me a little overview. Yeah, sure. Okay. I suppose the engagement started um, in a wider context of needing to elevate the leadership capabilities of their what they call their project directors um which are i suppose the most senior people in the business outside of the executive so there's been a whole program um of work going into helping them develop the leadership skills um helping them uh, manage their people more effectively uh, and one of the big components of that was the need to be better at giving feedback and coaching their people um so a whole a whole process was developed and put in place um for performance management around the notion of coaching as opposed to old-fashioned appraisal processes so uh, they are by definition highly intelligent individuals um they're engineers slash project managers um high iq i don't think if they're listening to this i don't think it might be saying maybe not as high eq as maybe they need to have as leaders and i think as a consequence that their communication wasn't always um, on the mark so we really wanted to pick up the um the aq element because we'd already, already done a lot of work on questioning um, as part of the coaching training um and it was like okay so now we need to get much slicker at knowing what questions are answering and how to answer those questions ultimately for influence so we decided to pick up the aq app course as a way to really um embed that initial knowledge but also get them to start applying it into the day-to-day um, and get some momentum towards the outcome that's great and in terms of the outcomes can, can you comment on some outcomes that you think were achieved um how did they benefit from using the app yeah i think i think there's uh, there's there's various outcomes at various levels i think what was really positive for me was there was an immediate feedback from them in terms of how the conversations they were having with their people were improving almost almost instantly uh, and i think that was probably a combination of the coaching work we'd done with them but also the aq but suddenly you know we'd already seen they, they'd already said that their, their conversations were better from the coaching um, approach but i think once they then laid on top of that the aq they were really starting i think to start to see some more tangible um outcomes from those conversations rather than just being nicer conversations they were going to actually we feel like we're making some progress and actually getting our messages across and getting some different action from our people so that was that for me was a really positive kind of immediate impact um it then i think it then just kind of went deeper levels they started to really got really got them 
thinking by using the app because of course they were dipping into that every day so that was really good so it kept it front of mind so that was for me really really important and it really again got them thinking and reflecting on on the notion of AQ but also on the conversations they were having the results they were or weren't getting where they were still struggling so I think it really opened up some gaps for them and I think that was interesting um, I think the app really helped them understand where they were strong and where they were weak and everybody in the team had different different strengths and weaknesses which is not, not surprising but really put a spotlight on that so that was really really positive what else i think there was probably the other thing to say is there was a for me a much wider impact in it, it ultimately went beyond the coaching so it started to open up into all, all manner of their conversations around leadership but also around customer management so they started to very quickly identify that this just wasn't about coaching their people it was about how they communicate with their teams generally how they communicate with customers so, so some of those challenges and, and conversations started to come into the into the discussion very quickly as well. So I think that there was a bigger impact than just the coaching, which I think was really positive as well. And I, and I think, you know, the key now is just that it's really embedded a way of thinking and a process that's kind of common to them all. So it's a common language there, you know, they are talking about it. They are referencing back to it. They are sharing their, their experience with each other. So it looks like we've got, it, we've kind of embedded this as an ongoing um, journey for them, which is, which is really great. That's great. And, you know, with the AQ app, there's, you know, asynchronous content, an individual uh, user can review each day to keep them on task. And then there's a weekly base camp uh, session, a live session with the group. I wonder if you could, you know, share any insights from that live session. Did anything strike you as interesting or we were surprised about or any kind of um, benefits that accrued during those live sessions? Can you give us a little bit of a flavor of how those live sessions worked yeah i suppose for me as the facilitator um maybe not surprising but i think pleased that um there was so much conversation and debate so that everybody i think in their minds they weren't really sure what they were going to do and we came together at base camp and why it was relevant um but i saw very quickly that you know they had lots to discuss there was lots of um challenges they were facing um lots of successes that they'd seen as they'd gone through it. Okay. And I think they were, from their, their perspective, they were really, really pleased with how much they learned from each other. I mean, I think the big, the big feedback was they really, really enjoyed being in a, in a room, albeit virtually, um, as a group and actually hearing each other's stories because I think that really put, gave color to their own, their own journey, um, but also widened the conversation. So that was something that pretty much universally they all, just, they all talked about. That's great. Is there anything else, Jason, that you'd like to talk about, you know, the this PDSI case study that you think would be good from your perspective? I think one of the key things for me with the AQ app is, um, I suppose, like lots of technology or lots of models in isolation, they are, you know, they can be interesting, they can be fascinating, um, they can provoke thought, but they don't often drive much action. But for me, bringing the AQ app um, into the wider conversation of, of effective communication and then having that that aq app journey over the the course of the four to six weeks um really um forced them to implement the things we were talking about force them to practice um, make mistakes learn um and and really you know effectively all progress their communication style i think for me that that's really what it's all about so there was actual progression and improvement in in everybody in the room um regardless of the level they they started from so I think for me, that's that's really what the AQ app is all about. It's about how you integrate that into the learning and then use that as a tool to actually physically implement and see some progression towards mastery of, of the communication skills. 
That's perfect. Well said. Let's let's move on with the you know start with what into why Jason you you shared with me a very interesting observation. We're all very familiar with Simon Sinek's start with why in a conversation recently with you where you were talking about the idea of starting with what. You know, that's that's uh, pretty provocative in certain circles. I wonder if you could explain to me a little bit of the context for this starting with what. What is what exactly does that mean? Um, I think it's very interesting. Sure. Um, I, I suppose just to, co- to give this some context, we use the Simon Sinek start with why a lot in our work. We use it a lot in particularly in sales and in that kind of how to get engaging messaging across, how to disturb the market. That inevitably then runs into sort of brand positioning. Um, and I, I think as much as I, 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 I absolutely believe in it, believe in it um, there were a couple of issues I, I, I struggled with with it. I think one is, as ever with anything that's popular, the way it was badly applied um, in the market. Um, and what do I mean by that? Simon Sinek sort of talks about the kind of, you know, start with why in terms of that inner belief and purpose, you know, um, which is great. But when you get into sort of that, uh, the level, more granular level of communication, shall we say, um, you know, like a salesperson talking to a potential client or a brand manager trying to get a message into the market. Um, the why I think shifts dimension slightly and it's not really your why, it's almost the why for them. So it's the outcome that you're going to achieve for them. So um, we, we started to see after a, a number of years of people using it badly in the market that when we did use it, people got very resistant to it and they're going, oh, we've seen this so many times and, you know, you know, it's like, it's like Kool-Aid that, you know, has run out now. And then I quickly realized that actually they were using it incorrectly. So we, we kind of repurposed that, which I think was kind of interesting to start with and said, you know, you need to think about the why for the customer, the why for the person that you want to affect with your message. Um, and, and then I think the next thing that I've always struggled with is that when you start with why, it kind of feels strange, which Simon Sinek does talk about. Um, so, you know, I, I had a very personal uh, example with it in the early days where you know, it's, you know, I, what was, I? I was a coach, I was a coaching psychologist, I was a business advisor, you know, if I was an accountant, I could go into a room and say, I'm an accountant. I, I absolutely recognize that those are uninspiring words that, you know, people, we're not going to inspire people to want to know more about you. Um, but if I said something like, okay, what someone said to me, what, what do you do, Jason? I said, like, well, I help people, I help people become more successful. When you kind of say it, it kind of feels almost like cheesy on the inside. <laughs> you kind of go, yeah. kind of just, you know, but so I, I, I tested it. Um, I did test it. And this is why I believe in the start with why, before I come on to the start with what, is um, that when I did it, and as I, as I said to somebody in a very high-profile room, when they asked me what I did, I said I helped people become more successful. They physically grabbed me and said, wow, you need to tell me how you do that. Mm-hmm. So I go, okay, so it does work. I get the science. I get the biology or the psychology mm-hmm. of it, whatever you want to say. Yeah. But it, it, when, you, when you generalize it out there, it still is left with no context. I think the problem with it is generally it's kind of like you talk about what you're going to do for somebody as an outcome, the why for them, and it still it has no context. So, and I've seen lots of clients really struggle to really cut through with start with why on its own. So, I think working with you on the AQ um, got me thinking about the what, which is that I always call the so what. But if you bring the what back and say actually, if you start with what you always link it to the why suddenly the why is there up front and center but it has context so it's now you know bland example i'm an accountant that helps my clients become more wealthy suddenly that makes sense it's like i understand what an accountant is there's a concept there there's a you know there's 
Mm-hmm. There's something I can I can comprehend, but it's linked to what you're going to do for me. And I think that's much more powerful than why on its own. I think the risk with why on its own is it's it may sound exciting, it may be something I want, but I kind of don't really. It's like almost like, but I still don't know what you are. <laughs> I can't put you in. A, I think people kind of almost want to put you in a box. So we've done a number of experiments, for want of a better word, with some of our more forgiving clients and, t- and tested the notion. And we've done it with clients that we've done why with many times before as well. And it's had a profound effect on on what they've outputted um, and how actually their people have embraced it. Suddenly, even their people are going, okay, this makes sense to me now. So I am, I am a, a cost-saving specialist that does this great but when i just had to go out and say i do this it kind of felt weird because at the end of the day i am that so how can i not say i'm that so i suppose this is a long answer to your question brian but i think ultimately what we've we've come to is um you've got to start with what but you've got to link it to the why but the minute you detach the why the what does become a so what very very quickly um but the why on its own can work can be powerful but it also can be a little bit nebulous because it has no context yeah that's interesting i want to uh play back uh, some ideas that you just shared and sort of add add some wrinkles and tell me what you think about it. So first I love this idea of, so what, you know, you know, the, the, what questions a concept, you know, so what, so, you know, you benefit the client by increasing performance or job satisfaction or some kind of outcome. That's a concept. And then in AQ terms, you know, the why question is sort of cause and effect. So if the the so what is you increase performance as a leader, the why question is the strategy or theory, you know, your leadership leads to performance or a story where you demonstrate leadership to increase performance of someone else. And the thing, you know, I, I like about what you're saying with the so what, it's it starts with one concept, leadership. And it's sort of like it's simpler. You know, before we can tell a story uh, that has cause and effect, you know, leadership leads to, you know, job performance. There's something more basic we have to get alignment on. It's, you know, performance or even leadership by itself. These can be vacuous concepts. And once we get alignment on that, then we can move forward and tell the story or move to the how. And I just want to make two more points. I sort of view the starting with what as like you think of exercise you know we work on our abs that's the core think of you know the what Mm -hmm. is the core upper body we'll call that the why and lower body the how but you start with the core and once the core is strong then you can move elsewhere so to put this in a different example you know let's say you know we're, we're talking about um um mentoring you know, in a sense, before I can tell a story about mentoring and, you know, really get someone into it, I have to make sure we both understand what mentoring is so I could define it. You know, mentoring is helping someone become their better future self at work. Mentoring consists of three dimensions, role modeling, career support and social support. If we both understand mentoring in the same way, when I tell a story, probably a higher chance it's going to land. That doesn't mean that you can, you know, you can still start with a story first, answer the why question, but there's a risk if we're not on the same page that I'm not going to appreciate the story. So I've always found, I think it's fascinating, you're bringing up to start with what, that 
you know, in most conversations, it's very seems to be very important to start with the what, so we're grounded, then move to the why or how, and then we know we're on the same page, and it seems more practical. Um, so I'm curious your reaction to some of those points, including ones I parroted back to you. Um, anything you want to expand upon there, or, or perhaps uh, push back? On? It, this is this is for me. I, I agree with you, but it's also very challenging um, because you know performance. Performance is a like you said. T- t- I think I think I think just separating out from what is a concept and what is the effect of the cause and effect, or what I would call the outcome, is yeah. quite tricky in itself. Um, and I think that's probably what I'm seeing. Is you, I think you're absolutely right. You need to get what is your concept and is it understood. So a quick example on that is uh, with a client that we work with that you work with us with as well. Um, they're in the project management space. So arguably their concept is project management. Um, but actually when you start to really dig into what they were about, actually their concept wasn't project management at all. It was actually project leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, just the nature of their business and what they do and who they do it for. So that, that had a profound difference to what we said. And the minute you then said, you know, then you need to make it quite clear what is project leadership versus project management. Cause everyone was talking about project management. And then you then link that, concept for them of project leadership to the outcome they delivered the cause and effect of their why and their story it came really really powerful um because they were adding value in all sorts of ways which obviously was their effect that their competitors weren't um i'm probably not making this any easier for people listening but (laughs) i think it is quite complex and it does take and i'm probably because i'm still trying to get my head around it myself um but but i think what where am i on it currently i think you're right i think you've got to be clear about what really is your concept um people need to understand what that concept is and then you need to link it and hook it very very clearly to the effect of your cause and effect or the outcome you're going to achieve for the customer if we're talking in this if we were talking about this in a sales sense for example or for the individual if we're talking about it from the from a leadership perspective and it I, i suppose my biggest observation is is this is it's quite tricky and maybe it's just because it's a new way of thinking for people. But what I've already, I'm already very clear about is, is when you, when you land on it, it's incredibly powerful. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, I'm just where I am on this journey now is just trying to get much clearer on everything we just talked about and get, uh, I suppose in many ways, just slicker at concept recognition, um, link into the, the effect or the why. Uh, and I think you're right. I think if you can, what I like about that is it, it's an attention grabber. It's a disturber if you're in a marketing space um, and gets people's attention to want to listen to a story. The problem with the story is, is not everyone's got the bandwidth to listen to the story without, as you said, knowing why am I listening to you? What's it even all about? Right. Is it even worth my time and attention? Um, yeah. I know we didn't touch on metaphors, but you know, metaphors obviously are useful for getting the what grounded as well. But um, I think that's, you know, in a noisy, fast moving world, I think that's where it's really, really powerful. You know, and, and like, you know, with metaphors, you know, you've mentioned before this client, you know, sort of, you know, project management is sort of, a, you know, a linear train. If there's a, like you've shared with me before, it's, there's a stoppage, you can't get around it. Project leadership is you're like a captain of a ship. You can navigate around yeah. the icebergs and it's more dynamic. <clears throat> but yeah. the point I want to come back to is, you know, I think what you're bringing out here is, for me, the idea that the concepts you know, are the building blocks for the theory and the story. 
you know, the, the, the theory that project leadership leads to some outcome, you know, and, you know, a story about that. But related to that, if you don't understand what the building blocks are, you're not going to interpret the story or maybe the explanation of the theory in a way that really makes sense. Right. To your point, you may hear a story that seems in the project management world, but because you don't really understand what project leadership is, you don't make the connection that that was an example of a project leadership story. It just sort of a nice story that felt good, but it didn't hit home with that key concept. And I've seen this you yeah. know, again and again. Like if I'm working in sales, you know, I'll talk about partnerships a lot. I could tell a story that sort of illustrates me working in a partnership. And if it's a really, really good story, it's going to land no matter what. But I often like to set it up first by defining the concept of partnership. And I'll say, beyond financial considerations, I define partnership of giving up time, talent, and energy. Then I proceed to share a story that illustrates that. It helps them understand, you know, the concept embedded in the story, helps them set up the listening, and... You know, at the end of that, I can better get a sense and go back to the concept again and say, does that story make sense? Do you understand what I mean by partnership and giving of time, talent and energy? And the client will then the prospect will say, yeah, I get it. Or maybe they say, I don't get it. or I don't buy what you're saying. But, but, but the interaction between the story and the concept is critical. If you only use one answer, the you know, if you only use a concept, you don't have the power of the emotional connection of the story and the, you know, the cause and effect. If you only use a story, you know, partially undefined um, concepts are embedded in it. So it's like you use both of these and that triangulation causes insights. It causes influence. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think something you just said that I wanted to pick up on that I think is probably the crux of where I'm really challenging myself at the moment is when you talked about your, your your concept is that you talked about three elements and I, I think you're right that when you really land on what what is your concept and what is your what really um there are elements to it and those elements ultimately become probably part of the theory of how you achieve the outcomes you achieve yeah and that's something i think i'd never connected before and so yeah. I, you know i'm just in my own business you know are we executive coaches? Are we consultants? Are we, you know, trainers? And actually, I don't think we're any of those things. And, you know, we're, we're starting to look at concepts like uh, unlocking potential and concepts like business improvement um, because they actually have elements in them that when you add them all together, if you do successfully achieve the outcome that we say we can achieve for our clients. So, you, you know, you, you think, I mean, from a branding perspective, this is really interesting because everyone's looking for their competitive advantage. Um, yeah. and I think the actually the biggest issue is they aren't really understanding what their concept really is, elements of their concept that are then going to enable them to show that when they lay all those elements together, they can achieve the outcomes they can achieve. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm get, that's where I'm really interested at the moment. Cause I think that's the bit that I've never really spotted before. Yeah. It's like, you know, the, the con, you know, concepts can be defined and broken down into dimensions, you know, going back to mentoring mm-hmm. three dimensions, career support, social support, and role modeling. Now, each of those dimensions become targets for other answer types. So I can have stories for each of these. You know, I can tell a mentee, let me tell you a career support story, a social support story, a role, role modeling story. You don't have to exp- set it up so explicitly, but you share that story. All of a sudden, they realize, wow, you know, Brian's here to help me with 
you know, social support. Wow, I, I get it. You know, so you can, you know, target your stories, have them more broad or more pointed. And, and that's, you know, really, you know, helpful to influence someone because there might be a specific dimension, specific type of story that's going to really land and the best communicators are going to narrow it down as opposed to just being broad, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's, um, I think this is probably, I think we've done enough with it, it uh, you know, with businesses at the sharp end to see um, that it's definitely an, evolu- an evolution from start with why I think to, to start start with why into start with what link to why is definitely an evolution that is is working we've seen without the scientific um analysis that it makes a difference it takes it to another level it has more impact it engages helps people to engage with it more easily uh, i think you know from what you've just been saying brian i think we're still just trying to get a bit more scientific on how we break it down and how we come up get to that place um a bit more easily <laughs> for whatever better word really <laughs> yeah that's perfect um wonder if there's any final thoughts on this, Jason, or we move on to other aspects of our discussion. Yeah. So I think when I sent you, I sent you a document through a few days ago and um, this this might seem insignificant, but I think what's, what's really interesting when you're working with businesses and uh, with individuals in those businesses on all sorts of things, um, you know, more often than not, they don't really follow through on the things that you work on. (laughs) Hence why most, hence why most businesses don't, you know, don't really significantly improve grow scale whatever language you want to use but i think what's been really interesting if i look at how much post engagement with start with why we've had versus start with what link to why in almost every group i've worked with they've gone away and they've actually physically done something and created something and brought it back to the room and said okay so clearly people get it people innately are getting it more it makes more sense to them on the subconscious and it's driving them into some action. So that's, that for me is just a fascinating insight more than anything else. Um, which is kind of why I can see why we, this is definitely, I think this has more legs and I think has got more legs to go, uh, in this whole space. I think that's a great observation and point and, you know, come back to the, you know, the, what is sort of the, you know, your midsection, your abs, You know, if you understand, for example, what social support is, then you can implement it as the how. How are we going to increase social support for, you know, our employees? You know, it's a natural transition from the concept to the procedures and actions. Where stories are, you know, one step removed from procedures and actions, you have the sort of middle layer of the what. So that's the the link between why and how. So it makes total sense that if you focus on what people have a clear understanding what the concept is, and then they're ready to implement it in terms of procedures and actions to make changes. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this recent interview. We hope you found it useful. And if you need more information on this subject, feel free to reach out to us here at the Dretzer Circle, or you can speak to one of our knowledge partners, Lucid, at lucid-group.com, who are accredited practitioners of all things AQ. Next episode, we'll be back with our usual knowledge partner interviews and special guests. So look, look out for that in the coming weeks. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to Inside the Director's Circle.